right, welcome to Creativity, the podcast where art and engineering collide. My name is Jeremy S. Cook, and this is my co-host, Max Maker. Hi, everybody. In this podcast, we'll discuss our personal creativity endeavors, ranging from woodworking to electronics, arts, and life in general. Join us for our bi-weekly show about making something that wasn't there before. So, uh, so Max, uh, you want to introduce yourself? Tell the audience kind of a bit about who you are? Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Max Maker. I'm from Germany. I'm a product design engineer. So I did actually study making. And yeah, now I'm working as an engineer and I make stuff in my free time. I also make YouTube videos of my build projects. And I'm all into, you know, engineering, art, being creative. How about you? Very cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a, I guess, a similar background in some ways. I. I'm uh, not from Germany. I'm actually from the United States and Florida, and we're about to get hit by a hurricane now. So hopefully, I won't have to, you know, remake a house or anything like that anytime soon. But um, but yeah, my background is a mechanical engineering. I went to uh, went to school for that. Worked in industry for about about ten years, and um, throughout that time, I just loved to make stuff on my own. And you know, eventually, I, I was able to make a career out of that. At least for the last last year and a half or so, I've been able to support my family with it. So that's been been really neat being um, writing about other people's projects and be able to make my own. It's it's neat to be able to, to kind of, um, I guess, do that professionally. So, kind of a similar, uh, you know, similar situation in some some ways. Yeah. yeah, that's a dream for so many makers out there to you know do what they do for in their free time as a living and making money with it and quitting the day job. Sure, I, I you know I think I think one thing though I, I had to really give. Um, my experience as an engineer, a lot of credit, you know, actually working in industry because there's just so many things I learned about, you know, metalworking. Um, yeah, I guess that's a big thing. Electronics, just just everything, you know, you learn a lot in school, but you do learn a lot in the real world too. So it's great to have, you know, you're surrounded by people who hopefully know more than you. And eventually, I guess eventually you become one of the better people. Um, but then you take that into your own making and kind of apply it to new I guess a new artistic direction and it's really really fun yeah yeah i remember at university we learned so much um theory about all these you know scientific um ways of going about engineering and then i watched youtube videos of people actually making things and that's where i learned the trade you know like how to do carpentry how to do welding how to do metal work what grinder to use, what uh, what kind of tools to use. These are stuff you don't learn when you become an engineer. You learn all about maths and science and- Yeah, absolutely. It, it's not, I'm, I'm ashamed to admit that I, I'm not sure I could do a, uh, <laughs> differentiate something anymore, <laughs> integrate. I mean, it's just, I, I, I hope that if I got a textbook back and looked at it for you know a few minutes, I would hope I could still do some of that, but I, I've, I'm sure I've forgotten so much. It's. <laughs> it's really, it's really kind I'm of sure a shame. You can. You I'm know? sure you can. Yeah. Uh, what I always say, like what we learned at university wasn't just uh, all these techniques, but what we learned is to put our head to something and then just learn it, you know, whatever it is, whatever technique it is, whatever field it is, if you put your mind to it, you can learn it and you can master it. Because we had so many modules, like over five years, we yeah, had 60 I, I modules think... at university. So 60 times half a year for each module and at the end of the module we had an exam and we could kind of say okay i mastered this i know all about it i know all all that he taught us the professor so now when there's a new task i could just say you know i can't do it now but i can always learn it yeah that's a that's a great um great attitude i mean you're right i mean because you know before uh before university or, or i guess college you know it's just some of the stuff that i could do after those uh i guess i guess five years technically i did an internship in the middle but um 
you know, just the stuff that I could do after and before, it's just amazing what you can learn if you put your mind to it. So, you know, I guess you could take that over and carry it over to the physical world as, as I guess we do. So that's been pretty neat. Yeah. Set yourself challenges and lots of projects. There's lots of stuff we make. We don't know at the beginning how we're going to make it, but we all learn from it. I guess that's kind of the point of this podcast, you know, to tell all the people out there that you can actually do learn how to make things and then go out and just make them. Sure. And, you know, of course, the best uh, best best sources for that would be the uh, Max Maker podcast and, or, sorry, the, the Max Maker YouTube channel and, uh, of course, the Jeremy S. Cook YouTube channel, right? Same with yours, yeah. <laughs> if you don't know our channels yeah. yet, uh, we, we put the links down uh, uh, in the description. And Jeremy had some really cool project. You made this uh, Strand Beast. Yeah, that was, uh, I guess, kind of the, one of the cooler things I made, actually, ever. Um It, it was kind of funny, you know, my, uh, my aunt, they, she showed me a, um, a link to this, this strand beast that the guy in uh, Belgium, I believe, made. I was like, oh, that's kind of neat, but I'll never build one of these, those. I just, it just take too much work. But then, you know. Yeah, and there's so many parts and so many of the same parts. Oh, yeah. Parts. Well, you know. And, it's not just four legs, it's like 20 legs. Yeah, that's right. I mean, what I, what I eventually came up with was four legs and then eight. But, you know, you, you kind of see something and you're like, oh, I can't do that. But then. I don't know, at least with me, it just, you start thinking about it more and more. And it's like, I, I have to do this. And then um, through that, I, I made two versions that didn't really walk correctly. And then a really tiny one that actually did walk with, with eight legs. And then um, another one of another eight legs. And then after that, I actually made one that was clear, like out of clear polycarbonate. And I called this the clear walker, which is a little silly, but the town I live near is called Clearwater. And uh, so you know, Clear Walker. It was kind of a kind of a silly pun, but um, that that was a that was a really fun project, and I was glad I was able to to get it done. Um, you know, I made some good uh, good video of it on the water and stuff. Just good uh, good experience. Yeah, I, I, I found interesting how persistent you were with the project. You know, it wouldn't work out at, the, at first. Like the legs got stuck, and you had too much friction, and then you would add to it and add to it and improve and take it apart again and. That's something I find really hard with projects. I, I rather say like, ah, oh, screw this, <laughs> on to the next thing, or this is good enough. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. It's, um, I don't know, that was definitely the most involved project I've ever done it. But it, a lot of times it seems like you go from project to project and, well, I'll work on this for a while or work, work on this. And you end up with, you know, 10 projects that just, just are kind of not good at all, just not, never finished. But, you know, I guess that's something I, I, and I think a lot of people have to remember just to maybe concentrate on what you want to do and then just just do it not maybe flop around so much from one thing to another i, I don't know would, would you agree with that uh yeah I, i guess so i always try to finish one project completely and then start the next one right because otherwise it's also partially because my garage is pretty small my workshop so yeah that's, yeah, that's <laughs> always a concern so now what about you what do you, what do you think your uh, your best project has been or maybe most involved oh my my most involved project oh let me think well it's probably my cnc machine but unfortunately that was before my time on youtube uh, i built a cnc machine um, from scratch and the challenge was building it without having access to a cnc machine so i made a design <clears throat> sorry I made a design where I can have all the parts cut on a water jet cutter and then I just screw them into these aluminium profiles that, you know, these uh, the ones you have in industry with the slots inside. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, like 80-20 or uh, I think Bosch makes a version of it. Is that, is that yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah. The, 
yeah the patent has run out now so um anybody can just copy that style of uh, aluminium profile and i've got a supply here in germany they cut you the profiles to length it's very cheap and they're very accurate so they did all the cutting of the profiles another company did it really cheaply the um, water jet cutting and i just had to assemble it basically really that's that's great i always thought water jet cutting was a very expensive process yeah me too but then i found this company it's called like uh something like we cut for you in german uh super (laughs) cheap super easy it took five weeks though um but yeah it was all perfect right well maybe maybe they ship to america if it's if it's cheap enough Well, now I've got a CNC machine. I don't need the services anymore. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good good point. Um, yeah, I didn't even have a mite to sew at the time. Oh, wow. that's Yeah, I guess you do need the extrusion cut then. So Yeah. So now what about uh, another interesting project looks like your your juice press. That that looks that looks pretty neat. Yeah, I had a juicer, but it wasn't very good. Uh, it, it, it just didn't work right. It did, did all these three things at once, like, um, you know, taking the whole apple and then crushing it down <laughs> to bits then screwing it through this fine mesh to extract the juice so it puts a lot of pressure on it and then it had to extract everything and all three of them just wouldn't work either the carrots wouldn't go through because it couldn't chop the carrots or um, it wouldn't get rid of the juice um, so it wouldn't extract the juice or it wouldn't push it all through through the end so three problems and I thought no, I can make it easier. And I also saw this Juicero. Have you heard about the Juicero? I, I, the name sounds familiar, but I'm not. I'm not sure. What What is it? it it's this uh, startup company from California. They had this idea: let's make a juice press, and let's make it a smart juice press. And they had um, uh, pouches with um, chopped vegetables, and they were kind of uh, representative of a juice. So you buy this pouch, you put it in a Juicero the juicer it would squeeze the pouch and juice would come out at the bottom so the cleanup would be easy because everything is contained inside contained in the pouch and they collected i believe it was something like 120 million dollars of funding capital and they built these juice machines the the juicers they designed them and uh, arduino versus evil uh, he took one apart and he found that it was so well engineered so over engineered like all the parts were CNC machined. Everything was made with precision, so they were really expensive. And basically, they were having, um, yeah, pulling a loss on them. Oh wow! That's, uh, they went out of business, I think, last week, or they stopped selling it. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. you know, it's appropriate that we talk about that for a podcast. And I guess uh, that's the what's the. Uh, the end of uh, end of Juicero, I guess. I yeah. Well, may- maybe I brought an end to it with my forty dollars juice press because it basically <laughs> does the same. Yeah, <laughs> and I built it on the weekend. <laughs> now, I-, I guess that's uh, that's one question. You know, it seems like you know some of the coolest projects I've done, I don't end up using it all. And some of the projects that are you know kind of I, I don't know some some things I use all the time and some things I don't use at all. Well, how would you rank the juice press? Is that you end up using that a lot or not? Uh, yeah, I-, I use it every day basically. Oh, that's well. That's awesome. Um, but <laughs> but even if I didn't, you know, making it was fun. The video, people like the video. Yeah, no, exactly. It's um, it's just interesting, you know, like with this, this strand beast. I, you know, what do I use that for? It sits in my garage. I don't, I don't know what to do with it, but I, I loved making it. <laughs> yeah, and I loved uh, showing it off to the world. Yeah, and the people like um, it. The people like the video, and you inspire others. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I inspire others to, um, you know, make make pointless stuff too, right? I, I saw you've got a lot of uh, electronics at the top. So how do you actually power it or control it? Oh, yeah. The um, 
the uh, Strand Beast or the, the Clearwalker is powered with an Arduino Mega. Um, that actually uses a Bluetooth interface from, you know, it can maybe any any smartphone. You can put the um, put a remote control on it, which was a little bit nerve wracking when I was using using it at the at the beach because, you know, if I drop my smartphone in the water, that's not that's not much fun. I yeah. mean, having yeah, to replace that. Um, <clears throat> but as as far as the power itself, it's got two uh, two gear motors fairly powerful gear motors that turn all the uh, all the eight legs so it's an interesting concept it's using linkages instead of uh, you know a servo mechanism or you know servo control it's all mechanical programming I guess if you want to call it that and um, you know I, I gotta gotta say I didn't come up with the linkage system but I, I guess I guess I could say uh, claim some good success for applying it in a new way yeah and, and you had some problems with it you know oh yeah and also I uh, I didn't realize how many bearings I would have to buy, and they, uh, you know, a couple dollars per bearing adds up after a while when you're, you know, you've got. Yeah. Do you know how many you used? I think it was close to two hundred. It was, you know, I, I, yeah, it was a lot, and um, that must have added some weight. Yeah, it, it wasn't too bad. I mean, they were both uh, small half-inch thrust bearings, and you know, I, I guess ironically, my first job out of college, I, I built. Um, I worked in a factory that made thrust bearings. So I'm like, I, I know exactly what these are. Oh, really? And, um, you know, they, at some point they decided they no longer needed my services. So I made sure to buy it from their rivals. Um, <laughs> the <product. laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, I guess this is a, a tangent, but I, um, I built something, I, I called it a spinner drone, which was a tiny little quadcopter with a, a uh, ball bearing in the middle. Well, anyway, for the video, I thought it'd be great if I had an actual actual spinner to show off. Yeah. So I've never actually played with one before. And um, so I bought one and it was, it was $2 and it came with <laughs> a thrust, it came with a ball bearing in the middle and three on the side. So, you know, you've got four ball bearings for $2 is what I bought it for. Oh, that's cheap. And it's just, uh, you know, it's pretty amazing what, what you can get for, I, I don't know, Just I just think if I had to make this myself... You know, what would it be, $100 maybe? Yeah, or is, is it a, a metal spinner or a plastic spinner? Plastic spinner. I mean, I mean, maybe it wouldn't be that much. I mean, of course, mass production helps with the cost, but just... Yeah, and how how quickly they managed to, to sell them globally in such big quantities. I saw them like maybe two years ago on YouTube somewhere, and I thought like, well, this is a neat idea. And I thought maybe there's like a community that likes them. And suddenly this year it blew up so much. And I see them everywhere. Every gas station sells them. Every little shop, every supermarket sells them. Yeah, so I guess I guess you never know. Yeah. Next time I see something interesting on YouTube, <laughs> I, I'll invest in it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so yeah, I guess it's time to move on to the next section, which is what progress have you made this week? So Jeremy, what have you done? So, uh, so myself, I've been working on a, uh, I guess... Well, I could say it's a top secret project, but it's a, it's a musical project. A, top secret. A sequencer, a unique sequencer. A top secret project. But, you know, as, as we were talking about the way we kind of go from project to project, I actually found um, found a video I'd made, or, you know, some video clips that I'd made, you know, months ago about this Arduino enclosure that actually integrates a, um, a strain re relief on it. So yeah, I've actually been putting that together and trying to make that into a, a full video. Uh, what it is, I, I cut out a box for an Arduino with out of MDF on my CNC router and covered it up with a polycarbonate top and yeah. screwed it down with some screws. And the, the neat thing is I left some space on the side so you can actually 
if you have wires in it, these wires will actually be clamped out down by the side. So, you know, you plug it into the, the female connectors and they stick out the sides of this uh, this enclosure ah, okay. and they're very, very secure. So, you know, I, I'd kind of forgotten about the project and I realized that, wow, you know, I could actually make this into a pretty good video and, um, you know, hopefully hopefully put it out there. So that's, that's kind of what I've been working on this week. So, so, so you collect all your old uh, footage or not old footage, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I, it was just kind of a project that I kind of set aside and pretty much had done, but I realized that, wow, you know, I, I've forgotten about this, but it, it could actually be a pretty good project that would appeal to some people. Yeah. Oh, that's that's really nice because, you know, you already put the effort into shooting it and now using it in a useful yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely. So that's it's... Nice. Uh, I've... I've I've got a few repair projects, like small projects where I just fixed things. And I think I, I cannot really post them because it's like a two-minute video of something simple. Uh, people will be disappointed because normally I do these long build videos or like uh, elaborate build videos. They're not long. I, I cut them really short. Uh, but but this one, like if I post something that's so simple, people will say, oh, he's, he's not putting any effort yeah, into this. Yeah, no, I know. It's, it's hard to know what what is good enough to post and what is not. Because, you know, at first with that, I was like, oh, that's not good enough. And maybe, who knows, maybe it's not. I mean, it's all an experiment to, at this point. Yeah. But um, think on the one hand, people see your video and they say, okay, that's a cool video. I'll subscribe to this guy. But on the other hand, your former subscribers might be say, okay, that's this guy's not, not doing the same quality of work anymore. I'll unsubscribe from him. So I think you always kind of got to balance. Do you want to put a lot out there or put excellent quality? So yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, at this point, this point, I'm still trying to figure that out. What What, what do you think? What well, I, I think um, my inspiration is this. Uh, it's a gamer from the UK. His name is uh, Frankie on PC. Uh, it's completely unrelated to making, but he is like the secret star of the gaming community because he does so well-made videos. They're absolutely amazing, but he doesn't do many of them. Like sometimes now there are mumps between each video. And every time a new one comes out, you can see he put so much effort into this. He recorded this over weeks. He had friends join him to shoot special, I don't know, scenes kind of. Um, a lot of work. He didn't just record him playing. He actually directed people on what to do in game so he would shoot a nice video out of it. And yeah, people just love it. So I think making the best quality videos is the way to go. So quality over quantity. Sure. Yeah, I, I can't, can't argue with that. Now, if you can get both, that would be... Uh That'd be the best, but I guess we both have to have to somehow make a living in, in between all of this. There are actually lots of um, YouTubers that make kind of simple videos, but they can churn them out every week, and people like to see that. So it's I, I guess both um, strategies work. Sure, sure. I, you know, I, I'm trying to think what's his name. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, there's other examples. I mean, like uh, you know, you see Peter Brown. He makes great videos, but he seems to put them out on a fairly frequent basis and I, I don't know i don't know how he's able to do that but it's yeah it's pretty pretty amazing yeah i guess at some point if you have the audience they you know they watch anything not saying that he does bad videos i really like his videos uh, they're really enjoyable um just watching him do stuff is interesting you know mixing up epoxy and pouring it in that's worthwhile watching somehow i don't know why but i enjoy it and i don't think he needs like really cool projects or really elaborate builds with lots of details. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting how, what what a niche he's found for himself. I mean, I mean, who would have thought, oh, well, 
use epoxy in a strange way and people love it but it, it's it's entertaining it's 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 so cool yes have, have you seen the gummy worm x i you know I, i think i saw the i've heard of it i don't think i saw the whole video yeah he made an axe handle out of epoxy and gummy bears inside that's that's great it, it wasn't that strong but it looked really nice uh, you know that guy um he's actually got a full-time job too which i think is does he insane yeah oh wow do, do you know what he's doing I believe he works in IT or something. I actually interviewed him for a make make uh, article a while ago. Very fitting. Yeah. So that's. Do, do you know Arduino versus Evil? I yeah, I've I've heard of them. I don't watch them a lot. Yeah, well, I guess I always wonder what exactly is his expertise because he knows a lot about machining, he knows a lot about like prospecting and gold stuff and like minerals. A lot, a lot about uh, injection molding and materials. So I really wonder what he did, or maybe he worked in all, all of these fields. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's. Sure, somebody will point it out to us in the comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, no, it's it's amazing what kind of expertise is out there, like you said, and you know, some people, you know, certainly have a lot of it. <laughs> I guess I guess we have a lot compared to some people, but yeah, others. I guess you always compare yourself to. Well, you know, with YouTube, I mean, you know, I, I see you have, what, 6,000 subscribers or something, which is awesome compared to a lot of people, but you probably still think, okay, I got to get to that next level, Definitely. I, I would I would assume. Definitely, yes. I mean, isn't it the same for you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, me... Always more. I, you know, I've, I hit 1,000 subscribers a while ago, and it's like, oh, that's pretty neat. But then it's like, well, I really need to have 2,000 or 3,000, you know, <laughs> or 10,000, so... I, I'm sure it's that way for uh, you know Casey Neistat or anybody. I'm, I'm sure everybody. And I, I guess that's healthy though, because otherwise you'd just be stagnating. Actually, on that matter, I, you know, I didn't even ask you what you're working on this week. So what, before I forget about that, yeah, that's <laughs> progress. That's the topic. Um, I'm working on these coffee tables. Uh, two years ago, a friend of mine he came back and said, like, yeah, I, I got this giant uh, trunk of a tree. And I said, like, oh, is there more? And he's like, yeah, sure. They're, they're chopping it down right now. And it's a giant uh, cedar tree, an Indian uh, cedar tree, Indian cedar tree. It was growing for like 30 years in the backyard of a, um, a couple that was into yoga. Hmm. So they somehow must have gotten hold of this Indian tree planted in their garden. It grew up until it was too big. And now they had to chop it down. And I got two of these tree discs and I'm making them into a coffee table. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so I, I was there when it was chopped down. Then we, uh, I dried it for a year and a half, and it split open. And I am filling it with epoxy right now. So there's epoxy curing right now in the garden in the workshop. So I cannot make any dust in there right now because then the epoxy right. will be ruined. So you actually helped cut it down. Is that right? Uh, no, okay. no. Well, you know, you, you saw it cut down. I, you know, it's <laughs> I was part of it. <laughs> we're. Uh, At one of our old our old house, we um, you know, we had a bunch of trees in the backyard, and I, sometimes I would cut those down and make something on my lathe or something. And it's it's just the most amazing feeling to say, okay, I, I took this from from nature and turned it into something yeah. that I, you know, I enjoy. Uh, you know, I guess you're doing the same thing, which pretty neat. Yeah, it was a great experience, you know, seeing it this giant giant log, and soon I'll have a you know a full video of it from from fresh cut to finished product. Nice. So, you, oh, so you took video when it was being chopped down and, and such? Uh, yes, yes, I did. But I'm not sure if I can use it. It seems a little bit corrupted. Oh, ah, that's too bad. But yeah, 
I have to see how if I can salvage that or not. I didn't plan back then to make a video of it. That's <laughs> you just uh, you know steal some some footage or ch- chop down another tree, you know, and somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. Oh, two week two weeks ago, I drove past um, just through a village, and there were these giant giant uh, discs lying on the ground. They were one and a half meters, so in foot, that's five foot. Yeah, rough, roughly. Five foot. Yeah, like a short person. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I knocked at the at the guy's door uh, that was living there, and they were lying in his front yard. And I said, like, uh, can I have one? He said, like, yeah, just give me twenty euros. And I'm like, oh yeah, awesome. <laughs> and I was thinking, wait, how how am I getting this back home? Oh yeah, that's uh, uh, that's the problem. And ultimately, I decided I I could have fitted it on the trailer if I had gotten back home, got the trailer, but then I couldn't even lift it. I wouldn't have a place to store it at home, so I had to leave them there. Uh, unfortunately. So now you have a one-car garage, or what's what's your workspace look like? Uh, one-car garage, and yeah, I've got a big CNC in there, so that's a lot of space. It's getting too small. I'm I'm hoping to move to a bigger property soon, but until then, I have to manage for that. No, yeah, it's you know, it's uh, if you got it dedicated, I guess that's not too bad. I'll um. Yeah. Yeah. I've got about a one car garage, one one car space that I could can use. The rest of it's, you know, stuff storage and such. So, kid stuff. Yeah, kids exactly. So, we're uh, a hurricane kit. Are you prepared? Irma's coming. Ah, uh, you know, we're we're prepared enough, I guess. We, I suppose, um, if if something too bad happens, we'll we'll get out of the out of the uh, out of the coastal area. Yeah. So we should we should be okay. So you're living inland, right? Yeah, we live well. I mean, about 10, 10 miles from from the water. So, so I mean, maybe that sounds insane. I, I don't know, but it's not. Um, I, I don't know. You know, I, I grew up in Florida, so it's not. Maybe I'm a little bit too. Uh, you, you sound chill. Yeah, I'm, maybe I'm, maybe I'm too chill about it. It seems like everybody's panicking, but I'm like, look, you know, it's it won't be here for another couple of days, and I'll be. Uh, so know. for me, I have no idea how a hurricane is like. I've seen some footage, of course, but. You know, the biggest storms we have here are maybe 160 kilometers an hour, and they only last a, a night. Okay. Are you boarding out up your windows or? No, not not yet. No, no. Honest, honestly, growing up, it was, you know, as a kid, you're just like, oh, hurricanes are awesome. You get to go out of school for a couple of days, play in the mud, <laughs> and, uh, you know, then uh, then it goes away. And, then, you know, as I got older, you know, you could go uh, go surfing when the hurricanes come. And, um <laughs> So I don't know. I, maybe that's a bad attitude, and hopefully uh, I won't listen to this. People, in a week. I, I always thought it's these idiots that go surfing in front of uh, b- before the hurricane comes. But people like the population does that, like general people. I mean, I mean, not everybody. <laughs> maybe uh, I always thought it's like madman. May, maybe I qualify. I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you do go surfing before Irma, please, please shoot some footage of it i'll have to do that i don't know i my surfboards have been uh sitting in the backyard for a year or so so i need to maybe it's time to break them out so yeah let's move on to the next segment it's called show and tell and we know that there are a lot of creative listeners out there so if you created something yourself we would love to discuss it on our next show uh we want to listen to your story basically whether you built a piece of furniture or set up an event or created some art uh just send us an email um, or a tweet, I guess, on Twitter. 
Um, the best thing would be probably Jeremy S. Cook on Twitter because it's easier to uh, type in or Max underscore Maker underscore YT for YouTube. So just drop us a message and we'd love to invite you and yeah, talk about your showpiece. And did you see anything interesting this week? Uh, definitely. Lots of cool stuff this week. Um, and the one that stood out the most was this uh, Jumanji board somebody built. And that person's name is, I've got it here, Steven Richter. Or Richter is the German name. <laughs> right. Now, is, is he a German? Do you, do you know? Or is he a... I, I think he works in America. Uh, he's a prop maker. Oh, okay. Very, very cool. Yeah, you can check out his website on uh, stevenrichter.org. And he made this Jumanji board. It's like based on a movie uh, in the 90s. Um, in this movie, it's like a fun family movie. There's this, um, I guess, cursed uh, board game called Jumanji. And he actually built the prop. He replicated it from the movie. And he did it to such a detail. It's absolutely amazing. Did, did you watch the video? Yeah, it was it was an amazing build. I mean, the, the first first part starts off, um, you know, a lot of good word, woodworking stuff, but then he goes into some uh, some casting and even screen printing yeah. type, you know, techniques. And I, I was just amazed at the, the breadth of, of what he's able to do, I, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So many techniques. I mean, I guess he's a, you said he is a he, prop maker by, by trade. Is that correct? Uh, yes, yes, I, I think so. Yeah, definitely is correct. Um, this guy has so many techniques. I was a little bit intimidated at first, and then I figured, oh, he must have must be a prop maker because he really reminds me of what Adam Savage does in his videos. Uh, he he did he cast some stuff there. He did clay modeling, then he cast um, epoxy into the clay molds or made a mold first. Um, then he painted what he cast, right? And he painted to such a cool detail. It looks absolutely stunning. Yeah, I thought. Um uh, yeah, absolutely. It was stunning. And then, and then at the end, I wasn't quite sure what he's using the magnets for. But then he he throws the uh, the dice or not the dice the the yeah. pieces on it. They yeah. just pop into place. And I, I guess that's part of the movie. I I never actually saw the movie. I I remember it being a movie, but I guess I never had any desire to see it. Yeah, I watched the trailer after this, and well, it it looks like a movie. Let's let's <laughs> let's leave it there. I, I I was amazed by the special effects in the trailer. Because knowing this trust from like the early '90s, I think, right? Uh, they have like uh, you know artificial um, animals, like African animals, uh, rhinoceros and elephants walking through a living room. Oh, very cool! And yeah, I have no idea how they did that because you know my computer has problems um, processing videos just for YouTube. Sure, yeah, it's uh, uh, it takes a lot of power to do that, even even by today's standards. Yeah, and it's 20 years after it. But you know, I guess I guess we are dealing with you know HD video and stuff, so probably 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 the standards were a little lower at the time. I mean, we we need to invite this guy and Stephen. Yeah, I I, I sent him an email, but he hasn't replied yet because it was a little bit late. Uh, but I hope he can come on the show and uh, talk a little bit more about you know his experience, not just the project, but his experience in general. And his website, yeah, check out his website. He did lots of really cool stuff there. I see some Breaking Bad stuff, props. Very cool. Yeah, and I saw you can, I guess, buy some of his stuff on Etsy too, which is you know, pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool, you know, giving back to the community. He doesn't want a lot of money for it, and you can make your own Jumanji board. I actually consider that. I don't even know <laughs> how you play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll build a risk board or something. That would be, that'd be pretty fun. Yeah, he also had some really cool music in the video. Yeah, that was like nice. That. My my son actually came in. He's like, oh, I want to watch that video. And he puts the headphones on. He's like dancing around. So I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very unique music as well. I've never heard that before. Yeah. 
All right, so I guess that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. This is the Creativity Podcast, the first episode of it, where art and engineering collide. Um, we, we really enjoy it. We're planning to do this every other week. And if you'd like to, you know, show us what you what you've made, be a guest, uh, you know, share this with your friends. We'd always appreciate that. Yeah, give us a thumbs up. If you have any feedback, please send us a message either on Twitter or on wherever you're watching this. And yeah, you know, we're doing this for you guys. So we want to hear your feedback on it. Thanks for listening. All right. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Bye bye. All right. Bye. Awesome. Well, I guess that's it. Yeah.